My question is for Maisie Williams. I just want to say, Bala Magulis. Bala Dahides. Thank you very much. Good question. Winter is coming. You're listening to the Watchers of Westeros. I am the king. A Game of Thrones podcast. When you play the Game of Thrones, you win or you die. Fire cannot kill a dragon. Lion doesn't concern himself with the opinions of a sheep. I've also heard the phrase, a Lannister always pays his debt. What good is power if you cannot protect the ones you love? We can avenge them. Hello again, everybody. It's been a while, but we're back here on the Watches of Westeros, back to talk some Game of Thrones, back from San Diego Comic-Con, or at least I am. I'm back from San Diego Comic-Con. It was a blast. I'm going to tell you all about it, get into some of the things that were said and some of the things that weren't said at the big Hall H panel. Yes, I was there. No, I did not ask a question. Yes, it was a lot of fun. Anyways, uh, we'll get into all of that. Plus, we've got a little fun game we're going to play, and uh, we'll see how that goes. And, uh, well, we're basically, you're in for a, a, a treat, regardless of how it goes. <laughs> if it goes great, well, that's excellent. If it goes badly, you can hear us bomb spectacularly. Introductions are in order if you are new to the program. My name is Dominic. I was the one who was at San Diego Comic-Con. And joining me, as always, he wasn't at San Diego Comic-Con, but he's here now, and that's what, that's what counts. My good friend and co-host, the award-winning Kieran Duggan. Good evening, everybody. And I'm, I'm disappointed not to have been able to attend San Diego Comic-Con because off-air, me and Dominic were discussing... About his time oh, yeah. at, at San Diego <laughs> Comic Con, and it seemed like you had a lot of fun, mate. Oh yeah, it was it was a total total blast. Um, just you know, obviously, I, I went to cover it. I went as a as a, a certified member of the press uh, to cover it for for all the Star Wars that was happening there, and uh, and you can hear about that really on my on my other podcast, the Star Wars Underworld. Uh, we we go through all of the. All of the adventures of, of waiting in line, getting donuts from from J.J. Abrams while in line for the big Hall H panel, and uh, you know seeing that that mind-boggling experience. Harrison Ford was there and holding up a plastic lightsaber. Like that—that's not something that happens. That—that's—that's that's just that's such a rare, such a rare thing that 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 could ever happen. Not something I ever expected to see and then of course that great concert and and all that fun stuff but of course you know it's comic-con it's it's not it's not like star wars celebration where it's all star wars all the time uh it's comic-con there's lots of other stuff going on and one of the advantages to the star wars panel being at the end of the day on friday in hall h was the way hall h works is you get in line the night before and then you get in in the morning and you stay in hall h all day until your panel and so the panel that we were looking forward to, of course, was 
or we were there for specifically was the Star Wars panel, but that meant that earlier in the day we got to see uh, Walking Dead, Fear the Walking Dead, this uh, very interesting entertain- entertainment weekly uh, panel where they, where they spoke, spoke with a bunch of male action stars, and that was that was very interesting. All those guys were were great. They were able to go from joking to talking seriously, uh, just like just like that. Which I, I I like to think we can do on this show: go from from joking to very serious topics. Uh, see see our discussion about <laughs> about unbowed, unbent, unbroken for that. Um, and uh, and it was great. And of course, the 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 one that really stood out to me that I was also really excited to see was, uh, of course, the 16th annual animation show of shows. No, come on, guys, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones was there. Uh, and uh, moderated by Seth Meyers, and and it was a lot of fun. We'll we'll, we'll have we have some audio highlights from that and and all that. But first, I think we need to talk a little about a little bit of news. Uh, Karen, I, I I think Jon Snow's alive. I I think we're starting to see the signs. Have you? Seen, this has been dominating the internet. Never before has someone getting off a plane in Belfast being so interesting. <laughs> but have you seen this? There have been pictures flying around that Kit Harrington was spotted getting off the air, fa- air, air, getting, let me say that again. There was uh, pictures of Kit Harrington in the airport in Belfast. So lot, obviously that's leading people to believe he's alive. He's back. Also, <laughs> even more ridiculous, people saw him at the at some tennis event and uh, noticed that Wimbledon is cool, Wimble- though, isn't it? <laughs> it was wait, Wimbledon's happened in the last few weeks. Wimbledon, is yeah, it, that's really? obviously one of the biggest tennis. Yeah, events. I, well, I've heard of I've heard of Wimbledon. I, I just didn't realize it had happened. Mm. I usually I usually keep up on 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 sports, but I guess I missed that one. Well, you were too busy in San Diego yeah, Comic Con at the Comic-Con, time. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so priorities, mate. Priorities, Set your priorities yeah. next time. <laughs> yeah, next next year I'll go to Wimbledon instead. I'll watch some tennis. Uh, but Kit Harrington was there, and people noticed that his hair was a very Jon Snow esque length. And then more recently, uh, a new toy from HBO uh, that you know celebrates the deceased characters. Which is sounds like a really depressing toy. Like, here you go, kid. Here's the thing about all the characters that are dead, um, and it. But it doesn't list Jon Snow, so I, I think he's alive, guys. I, I think he's back. <laughs> as if, as if we didn't the worst think that kept already. Secret in television history, probably. Yeah, yeah. I, I love the fact that it was a toy. That's that's part of the reason that's uh, confirming it. You know, as 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 Star Wars fans, we're used to to toys and soundtracks and things like that spoiling spoiling stuff you know i think we saw the entire cast of rebels star wars rebels in minifigure form before we saw them as as their actual animated uh, animated characters uh at at toy fair a couple of years ago so it's it's hilarious that that's happening uh you know i saw a meme today it was that you know that neville from harry potter and you know the what if thing it was you know what if john snow's really dead and they and hbo just flew kit harrington out to belfast just to screw with us i mean stranger things have happened that could possibly happen i don't but i i think if why there'd be no need for it it's, yeah that would just be a massive publicity stunt Mm-hmm. A waste of valuable resources. Mm-hmm. It's not he would he he would have been a comic con if he was truly dead. Yeah. Oh yeah. He definitely no doubt about been, it for sure, for sure. And the other thing that would have happened, the other thing is, 
uh, if he is truly dead, you know, uh, Charles Dance came back for the first episode of season five to play Tywin, to play Tywin's corpse. That really was him lying on the slab. Mm. So it's possible that they could just be bringing him back to shoot his uh, his burning scene. You know, mm. if they're burning him at the at the at the wall. Now, I don't know if they would really give him a proper burial there because that doesn't seem like something they would do the way they killed him. You know, to say yeah for the watch and there's the, the the cross that said traitor i don't think they would give him a proper burial if anything i feel like they'd just like throw him off the side of the wall maybe mm-hmm. that's what maybe that's what they brought kid harrington back for they're just like one stunt yeah we're just gonna put you on this slab and uh these guys will give you a good push and you'll fall down the fall down the side of the wall <laughs> but anyways anyways let's get into the panel the panel was a lot of fun it was moderated by Seth Meyers of Late Night with Seth Meyers. You know, he, he did the great video earlier or when the season was just kicking off with Jon Snow uh, at a dinner party with the aforementioned Kit Harrington. Uh, and then uh, he brought out the he brought out the, the cast that was there. So let me see if I can do this from memory. It was uh, was Conleth Hill, who's Varys, uh, Maisie Williams, Arya. Um, ooh. Uh, Sophie Turner, Sansa, Alf- Alfie Allen, who is Theon slash Reek, John Bradley, uh, Sam, Hannah Murray, Gilly, and uh, you know, <laughs> Hannah Murray was there, but I think she said all of one word during the panel. <laughs> I, and and I, you know, it's obviously it's a huge, huge crowd, tons of people. It can be very intimidating, but it was kind of funny. She was there, and she didn't say anything. And so that, that obviously that means that Gilly has a huge role next season and uh, she's just avoiding spoilers. Uh, no. Uh, so, okay. So her, who else was there? Uh, well, Gwendolyn Christie, Brianna of Tarth, obviously. Uh, Natalie Dormer, who is uh, Marjorie. Karis Van, Van Houten, uh, Lady Melisandre, and Liam Cunningham, who is Sir Davos Seaworth. And Liam Cunningham, I have to say, that guy basically did the panel in character <laughs> like he the first thing he did he does when he runs out on stage is he runs over to karis van houten and pretends to strangle her because you know she burned shireen to death in this past season and he any chance he could he would you know make some disparaging remarks about <laughs> about uh, about karis van houten obviously jokingly uh, but it was it was good fun and and lots of uh, lots of laughs. Also, there was a uh, director David Nutter who directed the last two episodes of season five as well as uh, last two episodes of season three. So Red Wedding, uh, and uh, executive producer Carol Strauss who really didn't say much. But yeah, a lot of people who were conspicuous by their absence. Obviously, David Benioff and and, and Dan Weiss, obviously, uh, and uh, Kit Harrington as well. Not there. Uh, George R. R. Martin as well. So, so like there's four pretty important people that weren't there all related to the assumed death of Mr. Jon Snow. But uh, we've got a couple of clips from the panel, some fun, some fun moments, some interesting stuff. We're going to start with uh, one of my favorite <laughs> actors from the panel as uh, John Bradley. This guy is hilarious. And he told a, a pretty great story, or he, he was asked by Seth Myers about, uh, well, how things went for Sam in season fi- season five, and well, we'll we'll let you take a listen to that. Damn it, it's not working. Come on. 
John and Hannah, so happy. Gilly and Samuel finally got together this year. That was the... Everyone is. The will here, won't, will they or won't they of Game of Thrones. The Sam and Diane, if you will. Um, but you have to be worried because most times when people hook up on the show, it doesn't like portend good things. Uh, are, are you, what are you looking forward to with, the, with your relationship moving forward? Where do you hope that it goes? I think Sam would just happily accept more of the same. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Sam's one of those people who tries to inject a bit of exotica into his sex life. <laughs> yeah. I, I think he's kind of happy. So is that maybe when he's looking at all those books, you think that's actually what he's reading about? Oh, you're going to... He's hollowed the books out and stuck a little, <laughs> few little sketches. Well, I've often said, I've said it before, that I think up until, you know, Gilly, you know... <laughs> Gilly. Yeah. She, uh, I, I, I always thought that Sam used to think about sex the way that most people think about space. In so much as... <laughs> In so much as it's something that goes on, he's got nothing to do with it. I think he's, he used to see it from a purely kind of academic standpoint. <laughs> nothing that he thought he'd have. He's fascinated by it in a kind of childlike way, but nothing that he thought he'd have. It's similar to the way I am with dancing or something like that. But the thing about when Gilly turned up and gave him a bit of practical, you know... I'd, it just occurred to me, I don't know enough about <laughs> science to be able to finish that metaphor off. <laughs> so, you know, thanks again, school. I wouldn't be surprised if the whole season six is just you walking around saying, did you hear? <laughs> you hear my excellent news. Well, he's, done, he's done that before. He, yeah. he killed a white walker, swanned around for a few seasons, telling everybody about it. Nobody yeah. believed him. Do you know what? Such as Sam is, I reckon even less people will believe this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there you have it. John Bradley uh, referencing Sam's newfound love life in season five. That was brilliant. Yeah. That's the first time I've heard that. So that has made my day, some of those comments. Yeah. They're very funny. Very yeah. funny. And that was like among the first things that was uh, that was said at the panel. You know, I think Seth Meyers knew what he was doing and he wanted to set the tone for that uh, immediately. And, he, and so he went right to uh, right to John Bradley. Um, but they, they did turn things over to the audience for some Q&A. And obviously, we're talking about you know, is Jon Snow alive? Is he dead? What's what's the deal here? And obviously, one of the big theories is that the Lady Melisandre, the Red Priestess, might have the power to bring him back. And part of that is due to what we saw in season three with Thoros of Mir and Beric Dondarrion. So a fan got up there and asked the question that we were all thinking. And well, here's how it went down. For Carice, <laughs> yes. do you ever hang yes. out with Thoros Amir and like learn some cool tricks from him that might come in handy in the future? Maybe. I mean, as Natalie just pointed out, I'm as in the dark as you all are, and it's pretty dark, I admit, um, and full of terrors. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but who knows, man? Um, I can't tell you anything. Sorry. <laughs> bye. <laughs> no, she was no help there. I love there. the little bye at the end yeah. there as well. She was no help. <laughs> she doesn't want to hear about any of this, does she? <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's no help in, in this in this situation. But, you know, obviously... Do you, do, you, do you think she's 
genuine with those comments that she I, I doesn't think, know what's happening next season yet? I think, you know, San Diego Comic-Con was uh, two weeks ago at this point, more or less, I think. Yeah. Um, and I think in that moment, she was very genuine that, you know, she didn't know what was going to happen because, you know, they didn't have the scripts yet. I, I, I think... Uh, I think that was confirmed multiple times. I think, you know, that she mentioned, you know, Natalie Dormer discussed it earlier because somebody asked her about, you know, where's Marjorie? What's going to happen to Marjorie? And she's like, I have no idea. And I think Carol Strauss even confirmed that they had not gotten their scripts yet. But uh, a couple weeks later, there was a quote from her after she had read the script, I think. And, and she was a little bit more, she was hinting a little bit more about the uh, possibility that this uh this could happen it might happen maybe someday i don't know possibly so i i, I think that's pretty much I, that has to be how it happens i i think that's that's probably the most uh concrete theory um it, it's just a matter of why why did we have to go through this why and when yeah and when and the other thing is, you know, Thoros of Mir mentions in season three, you know, when you bring somebody back, they're not quite the same. And, and you know, Beric Dondarrion mentions that as well. So it'll be interesting to see how this changes Jon Snow. Will it affect him? Will it – could it turn him into the villain? Could that be kind of the tragedy of it? That's, that's – these are, these are the questions that will be, pla- that will be plaguing us from, from here – until next April when they <laughs> when they put season five or season six on. Well, if we look at the impact mm. the implications of people actually devoting themselves to the Lord of Light, mm-hmm. it hasn't necessarily ended in the best way possible. Yeah. I think that was exemplified at the end of season five with the burning of Stannis' daughter, for yes. example. Oh, yeah. And the repercussions of that were really Stannis' defeat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or at least it was a contributing factor towards it. Oh, definitely. So if Jon Snow is to be resurrected by a disciple of the Lord of Light, you would fear where his... what's going to happen to him. Yeah. What is going to be changed within him. Absolutely. For sure. For sure. So uh, another big moment in season five, a polarizing moment in season five was, well, what happened to Sansa? And, uh, well, some brave fan got up to the microphone and asked Sophie Turner about it. And uh, I I think she gave as good a response as she could have given under the circumstances. So here's how that went down. Hello, my name is Joey. I just wanted to say, Hi, first off, you guys are all great. I love the show. Just Thank as much you. I love the books. And I had a question for Sophie, which was, I read in an interview that you liked that very controversial scene. Or you like, thought it was interesting to film. And I was wondering, because, you know, Santa started off as a very naive and innocent character. And from learning through Cersei and from Littlefinger, she kind of became strong. So I was just wondering why... It was that they that the scene was chosen to focus a on Theon, and it just felt to me like they kind of diminished. So they kind of made Sophie, uh, so they kind of Sansa, basically not a strong character anymore. Just that, based on the perception of the scene, I was wondering why you thought it was 
By the way, I'm not like putting you on the spot. I'm sorry if I'm putting you on the spot. No, no, no. Exactly. <laughs> There's are. one thing that Sansa still is, despite what happened to her, is strong. Um, she's not to blame for any of that. Um, I think. I really don't know why they. You, you'll have to ask the writers about that one where they focused on Theon, because I was giving a great performance. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they just pan in on him, and I'm like, great. Um, uh, I mean, I think Sansa, yeah, she has gone through a lot, but she has, you know, developed skills from Cersei and Marjorie and um, others. Uh, and. She's still just as strong as she was before, but again, what she's been doing this whole time, this whole series is she's been kind of just getting by without doing anything uh, totally radical because that could, you know, totally change her situation. She could die. Um, and with the Boltons, that's a big risk to take. And I think she knows that. She's not stupid. She didn't just think, all right, then. This is going to happen. I think she, she thought it through in her head. She could have fought back if she wanted to, but she didn't. Um, and I think that's, you know, it's good for her character. She, she's one of those characters that kind of does her scheming in her mind rather than outwardly. <clears throat> no worries, man. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously... Obviously, that's a tough question to, to put to, to somebody, but I, I think it was definitely uh, definitely worth asking. I think I think that guy, um, you know, had the right idea by asking that question to put it out there. And obviously, that was kind of it could have been sort of an elephant in Hall H. Actually, Hall H is pretty big. You would have needed like a herd of elephants, to, um, but maybe a whale. Then. A whale, yeah, it was the whale in Hall H. <laughs> Um, I don't know. You might have needed needed a couple of whales. Hall H, it's, it's like it's you know you know the the celebration blue stage, whale, the celebration stage at Star Wars Celebration. It's it's like that big. It's a slightly smaller, but it's 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 pretty huge. Um, but you're right, Dominic. Going back to the earlier point, yes, it was a, <laughs> instead it was of a worthwhile question to ask. Yeah, <laughs> sorry to jump in there. Yeah, yeah, I think it was a worthwhile question to ask though, and uh, Sophie answered it very well there. You can understand from different perspectives how that scene does reflect a growth in Sansa's character, which initially, that was what we were discussing about in that particular episode, Unbent, Unbowed, Unbroken. Mm -hmm. What significance would this have for Sansa's character in the future? We were looking at payoff, mm -hmm. not just used as a shock, as yeah. a scene for shock. For sure. And the way that Sophie explained it in that panel makes me believe, I don't know what this makes you believe, I want to get your thoughts after this, makes me believe that there will be significance to that scene, that it yeah. wasn't just there for shock value. What, what, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think hopefully I, hopefully she's right. I, I definitely get that sense as well from, from her answer that there is going to be some kind of payoff for that some kind of reason for it and i almost wonder if, if it would be interesting because you know we we see in this in this world uh in the world of game of thrones that oftentimes the only power that female characters have comes from their sexuality and i wonder if you know this horrific experience for sansa could be almost like a 
a moment for her of like never again, you know, that, that she realize recognizes that there's great risk and great pain in, in the way that women have to behave in this universe, in this world. And for her, it perhaps could be, you know, sort of, this is the only time she will ever use her body for lack of a better term to uh well no that's exactly what it is um for some either to keep herself alive or to or for her own gain and i think from here on out i don't think we'll see her do something like that again i think we're, what we're seeing is her, her realizing that that's not the way that's that there has to be a better way to do things that than what she's been forced to endure at the hands of uh of uh ramsey bolton and so I, I wonder way, if that's the way it's going to go. And in a way, although there are clear similarities between the way that Sans has been treated when we look at Joffrey and compare it to Ramsay, mm-hmm. but the main difference that people can forget or place in the back of their minds is the fact that Sansa is a different character. Mm-hmm. She isn't in, under Joffrey, she's just again okay. She's in a way hoping to survive in both yeah. uh, under the regime of Joffrey and and um, Ramsay, but she's not necessarily looking to play the game in the same way. Yeah, she's there. She's being uh, under under Joffrey. Um, she's so frightened. There's 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 no comprehension within her own mind that she's going to use this as a way to further gains in power or uh, perhaps use um, what the experiences with Joffrey as a way to uh, become a particular title or become a better person. Whereas at least I, I think with, with Ramsey, as you said, it's almost a testing ground to say, okay, let's try this out and see if I can maybe not manipulate him, but at least work him round. And she realized in the end that that was a wrong decision. Yeah. And uh, again, as we see at the end of the season, one of the main fears that Sansa has is that she will die. That yeah. the Boltons will kill her. It's only until it's revealed by um, Ramsay's little dove, Miranda, who says that they need her. Mm-hmm. That's when suddenly she's enlightened. She yeah. recognizes that actually she has more power than she initially realized. So uh, in, in brief summation there, I think Sophie's hitting the nail on the head there that, yes, science has gone through a horrific, traumatic experience, but she is a different person inside. Yeah. Um, her mindset and attitude is not one of a weak innocent naive child she's one who's looking to play the game now yeah absolutely absolutely i think that's a, a excellent analysis of of that of that answer it's uh you know it was one of those things this this uh this did keep coming up it did come up a couple more times during the panel and uh you know the the way the show has uh has treated women this past season was also uh, brought up and, uh, you know, obviously, I think, you know, the cast is aware. And I think you look at some of the younger cast, especially, who are very active on social media. I'm sure they are more than aware of what was said about 
the show this past season about that scene in particular that I think, you know, you heard at the beginning of the clip, you know, the person as asking the question you hear, here's Sophie go, ah, like she knew this question was coming. Like she knew that she was going to have to face this at some point over this weekend. And uh, I think they did a good job of answering it. And I think, you know, just the fact that we were able to pull something from it shows that they are thinking about it and they are probably going to, to address it. Uh, if not overtly next season, it will be sort of an undercurrent during this, this next season. Uh, but we got one more clip from Comic-Con. Uh, just a fun one to wrap it up. Somebody in the audience asked about some interesting fan encounters and we got some great stories. Uh, one from director David Nutter, who talked about uh, meeting President Obama and talking a little bit about Game of Thrones. And one from Conleth Hill, who's Varys on the show. And both of them are, are interesting and, and funny for different reasons. So we're going to take a listen to that right now. Is there a moment that has left an impact on you from the fans? And I just wanted to you know, ask you what has been a great moment from the fans that you've received uh, right now <laughs> yeah that's always a good one well about three weeks ago the number one fan oh, president yeah. of the United States actually I got a chance to meet and he came up to me we shook, he shook my hand he looked at me and put his hand here on my shoulder hand on my shoulder and said you didn't kill Jon Snow did you <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't know if I'd be sent off to Guantanamo or what the answer would be but I said Mr. President Jon Snow is deader than dead <laughs> that was my response. Oh. <laughs> Red Wedding was his favorite episode, and uh, he kept telling me that you keep killing all my favorite characters, so I was uh, felt guilty as charged. But that was probably my most exciting moment with a fan. Do people ever just yell things out at you on the street? Yeah, like, but yeah. nothing to do with the show. <laughs> no, they don't have anything to do with the show. No. <laughs> no, I once had a, a woman run at me with her hand at my crotch level. <laughs> But that was a great party. Uh, no, and she, and she, and I, I went, what are you doing? And she went, I just wanted to check there was something there. Wow. She thought you were really method. I don't speak to my mother anymore. <laughs> I think in season six, Varys should start doing stand-up. <laughs> <laughs> the, the marine seller. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> brilliant. That is genuinely brilliant. Yeah, and and that like that was Conleth Hill throughout the entire panel. And if, if, if you, I don't know if you could hear in there, but if you listen closely, uh, and you can definitely see it if you watch the video. But Maisie Williams says to him, "You sick, sick man." <laughs> <laughs> jokingly of course like she's dying of laughter um but she was sitting right next to him it was uh yeah the whole panel it was a lot of fun there was a, a lot of really great moments a lot of really fun fun stuff and uh yeah i want a show of of Varys, sam and Tyrion. i think if you get conleth hill john bradley and peter dinklage all together in one show that would just be hilarious. Just one episode like that. Just half an episode like that. Just a, like a 22-minute sitcom of those three characters. Even Maybe even just like a sketch on, on Late Night with Seth Meyers. Something like that I think would be, uh, would be very, very funny. But yeah, the, the whole panel was great. Everybody uh, in the cast was phenomenal. Um, you know, we didn't hear from a lot of them in, in the clips that we had. But uh, Natalie Dormer was great, as, as always. Uh, Gwendolyn Christie. 
um, rocked the house. Um, partially, I think, because the majority of people there were really there for Star Wars. And so she was, you know, Captain Phasma on stage. And, uh, but of course, Brand of Tarth fan favorite as well. Uh, Maisie Williams uh, was, was great as well. As you heard before the show kicked off with the little, uh, Valor Mongulis, Valor Dahash. She didn't, she doesn't miss a beat in there. Um, it, it was, a uh, it was a great, uh, great fun. It, it was a really fun experience. Uh, I'm really glad I got to see that panel because for a while I, I, I wasn't sure if I would be able to. Um, and then they announced when the Star Wars one would be and like, well, now I definitely get to see it. And, uh, and it was, it was really, really fun. And, uh, it's a shame you couldn't go. It's a shame if, if you couldn't be there. Yeah, rub it in my face. Yeah, yeah Kick a man shame. when he's down. I see how it is, Dominic. I see how it is. Yeah, and and there was some other great uh, Game of Thrones stuff out there. We saw a great, um, great group of cosplayers uh, as like the cast from season one. So there was you know, a Robert Baratheon and Ned Stark, and there uh, Chris, uh, our friend from the Star Wars Underworld, took a picture of that, and I need to get him to send that to me so I can. Uh, throw it up on our facebook page because it was really great uh they were really they were very good uh we went to the comic con masquerade which is not a costume ball i should explain uh i did a very bad we were we were hanging out with our friend uh steel saunders from the uh steel wars podcast and the i love green guide letter box letters but it's a comedy it's an australian comedy podcast i don't it's it's very funny but i can never remember what it's actually called uh but we were hanging out with him and on the saturday he says he, him and his uh, his lovely fiance Jack Jackie, um, not Jack Jackie, just Jackie. It's not the it's not the character from uh, The Incredibles, um, but she's. Uh, we see them and they say, "Oh, we're going to the mass grade tonight." And now I'd seen the uh, great Comic Con documentary made by um, Morgan Spurlock, who you may know from Super Size Me and the, the Greatest Movie Ever Sold. And in there, there's a whole section on the Comic Con masquerade and and people that perform in it. And so I knew what it was right away. And I'm like, oh, we have to go to that. We have to go to that. And Chris and, and his sister, Michaela, are both like, okay, wh- why? And I'm like trying to explain what it is and completely forgetting that in most circles, masquerade means a, like a costume ball with like masks and stuff. You know, I, I, you know, anytime I started to tell people about it when I got home, I'd be like, oh, yeah, we went to the Comic-Con masquerade. And, and before I could explain what it was, they'd be like, so did you have, like, those masks on sticks that you were holding in front That's of your exactly face? That's exactly what I was thinking, <laughs> No, but what it is, is it's actually, it's it's more like lip sync battle. You know, the, the TV show and the late night bit and, and, and that sort of thing, where people go out in costume, they, they go out and they make these costumes, they go up on stage, and they, uh, and they basically lip sync to uh some to something that is performed or some audio that's uh played over them and they show off their costume and and stuff so like uh there was one there was the guy you know the guy from mass effect i don't i don't play mass effect but uh, you know it's the best example i can give uh where you know he had this really great costume uh, from Mass Effect, and he went out there, and there was this epic music, and there was this voiceover from the character talking really epically, and you know he lip synced along with it. It was like lip sync battle, and then there were some of them that were that were different. Uh, if you listen to the SWU podcast where we talked about Comic Con, you know all about the King of the Force, which was this phenomenal Star Wars themed one that was almost more of a musical than anything. It was you know what happened after the. Uh, after the Force Awakens panel, and it was you know J.J. Abrams surrounded by a bunch of people dressed as Star Wars characters, and he singing about you know what's going to be in the new movie and and all this stuff, and how he's 
the, you know, the king of Star Wars, the king of the force. And then George Lucas, somebody dressed as George Lucas walks out and, you know, everybody kneels before George and, and, and George, you know, bequeaths his crown to, uh, to JJ. It's, it's really great. You have to look at these videos. Uh, but there was a Game of Thrones one. And what it was basically was just, uh, it was somebody dressed as a dragon, dressed as Drogon <laughs> with a, um, a, a, an action figure of uh, Daenerys Targaryen uh, basically like glued to their costume. And they just kind of went out and they did this kind of funny dance routine to the Game of Thrones theme. And it, it was really great. Uh, you can find the, find the video online. It, it's not one that, that really works well as an audio only <laughs> experience. Unlike, unlike King of the Force, which works, which works fine as an audio only experience. Uh, it works better when you see the, the, the dancing and the costumes, but this one was, uh, this one was purely visual or, or sp- mostly visual, uh, but it was really great as well. And, and there was lots of cosplay of uh, Game of Thrones, lots of uh, figures and, and collectibles for sale. I, I went over to the Dark Horse Comics booth where they were selling uh, Game of Thrones merch and I bought what is probably one of the tackiest things that I own, but I had to have it. It was a Hand of the King pin. <laughs> I had to I had to have it, right? I had to. I, I it was only like six bucks, and so I, I shelled out the money for it. And now, now if I want to, I can be hand of the king. I guess that makes you king. Please don't, please don't chop anybody's heads off, please. Uh, but anyway, it was a great experience. We had lots of fun, and uh, I probably won't. Pro- I unfortunately, probably won't be going next year just because it's like right after Star Wars Celebration London, uh, and I, I intend to be in England for an extended period of time uh, to, to enjoy that. But I don't know, you know, stranger things have happened. Stranger things have happened. It could, I could win the lottery in the next, uh, in the next uh, 365 days and be able to fly back from England to San Diego for four days and head back across the pond and continue my vacation. Uh, but Stranger things haven't happened. Dominic. <laughs> I'm surely stranger. Th- I don't know. So, uh, John Snow, uh, John Snow being stabbed by four different Night's Watch members, and then coming back in the first episode of season six—that's pretty strange, right? <laughs> It'd be like that. I guess it depends on how you define strange. Then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's. Although that's... going back to your little previous point, there, yeah, where yeah. you're saying if you're handed the king, that makes me king. Yeah. In the world of Game of Thrones, being king doesn't mean you have all the power. That's true. Ooh. You, you, maybe you maybe maybe tie- the. Yeah, I could be Tywin. Oh, ooh, I like that. I mean, I'm Tywin. I'm Tywin. Ooh, it's cool. I don't is it really? Yeah, that's actually pretty good. Very. Whereas who could I be? Tomlin and Joffrey. <laughs> Tomlin great, and Joffrey. Is it? <laughs> well, take Tomlin. Take Tomlin. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I, I will. Yeah, I think there's there's certain benefits that come. I'd rather with being, not be the psychopathic kid. Yeah, and then uh, there's there are certain rules, and there are some benefits that that come with with being. Being to- being Tomlin, if you know what I mean. Wink, wink, wink. <laughs> yeah, a lot of money, that's for sure. <laughs> that, that, yes, that's true too. That wasn't what I was going for. But I yeah. know that wasn't what you were going for, mate. I was changing the subject. <laughs> all right, all right. So uh, that that's it for our, our Comic Con coverage. Uh, like I said, it was a lot of fun, and uh, well, there's bound to be lots more conventions between now and. Uh, and the well, the release of season six, and who knows what else we could learn, what other tidbits we'll get out, and uh, if such things happen, we will be here to cover it. But what we want to do now is we we want to try this this little game we've been talking about doing for a while, and and 
I think we, we we think this will be good. We think this will be funny, but we uh, you know, as with anything, you're trying for the first time, you don't know. So what we're going to do is we're going to fill out some online quizzes and we're going to invite you to play along and here are our answers. Now these are all Game of Thrones quizzes. Now they're not trivia. They're not trivia. We're not testing our knowledge. They're just kind of jokey fun quizzes like the first one we're going to do, which is what house of Game of Thrones do you belong in? And so we're going to we're going to play this and we're going to see how we uh how we roll out and how accurate we think these things are and and that sort of thing. So we'll get into that and uh well let's do this. Let's do this first quiz. So are you all set up, Kieran? I've got all of them lined up, right. Dominic. So we've got terrified, terrified of how this is going to work. Excited. All right. So this first one is is what Game of Thrones house do you belong in? And so the first question, and I'm going to throw this to you first. And I'm going to see what your answer is. What do you value most in an ally? Honesty, charisma, hard work, strength, loyalty, virtue. Ability to reason, kindness, or intelligence in an ally. In an you, ally. Yeah. Would you rather they be smart or loyal? Kind or honest? Strong or somebody who works hard? Obviously, like, the correct answer is all of the above, but that's not an option. Yeah, but we can only <laughs> choose one, can't we? Yeah. Immediately, my thoughts were drawn to loyalty loyalty all right Loyalty's a big one however do you want to be loyal with the wrong people that's that's oh, the question that's it's a, a tough question. one well but you I, don't I, need... I, I think i will stick with loyalty in the end because i'd rather not be afraid that you know, people who have charisma or intelligence are not going to look to use that against me at some point yeah uh, that's kind of how i'm going through this logical yeah. idea of mine. I mean, that's so the thing about loyalty for me. What, what about you, Dominic? What are you thinking about? What are your initial thoughts? Well, yeah, like some of these ones, like you think, like ability to reason. Like then, then you know, the person could, you know, figure out that maybe they shouldn't be hanging out with you, and then you're screwed. Or there's you know intelligence. Maybe they'll realize that you guys are on the wrong side. Exactly. The key to this question yeah. is ally. Is ally. This is someone who's going to be working alongside you. Yeah. What is going to be most important? Well, I'm 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 going to go. I'm going to go with hard work. I, I want somebody who will work hard. We we got to work hard together. So I'll go with with hard work. All right. So this next one, next one here is where it gets interesting. So, so I'll ask you this one. Then, yeah. This is here's where we we'll get interesting. Yeah. Okay. So. The question is, choose a Disney royal. And we've got a number <laughs> of options here, so let's go through them. We've got King Triton from The Little Mermaid, Mufasa from The Lion King, Queen Leia, or Leia, however you want to pronounce it, from Sleeping Beauty. Oh, so it's it's not a Star Wars spoiler? Oh, I'm ashamed. that's no. a shame. Sorry. Damn it. I don't think they've quite... They're, they're, they're <laughs> focusing, it seems, on the animated films. Yeah. So I will say now we've got elsa from frozen yeah the king from cinderella doesn't got a name just the king <laughs> um the queen of hearts from alice in wonderland emperor cusco from the emperor's new groove sultan hamid from aladdin and the emperor of china from mulan 
So it's a, what are your it's initial a, thoughts it's on a, that, Dominic? It's a, it's a good thing you went with you. You read this one because I am not like I don't I don't I, I never was really super into Disney as a as a kid like the Disney films. So like I I haven't seen most of these to be perfectly honest. <laughs> So well, it's just as well then, because you would have just read out random. Names. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I, right now I'm, I'm torn between Elsa and Mufasa, and Mufasa strictly because he's voiced by James Earl Jones. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll go with the Darth Vader line. I'll go with Mufasa. Well, you've gone. I think our minds are in sync All because right. as soon as I looked at this question, Mufasa was what I was thinking of, but not because of James Earl Jones, but more because of his character. So I think for this one. We're going to be tired, which right. make it interesting. Yeah, see how how we're similar and how we how we differ. Okay, so the next one is: What would you value most in the known world? Armor, gold coins, a horse, a sword, a squire, good boots, wine, a bow and arrow, or access to a brothel. Now, knowing you, I assume your answer is wine. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well. If it was beer, we might be on a different subject here. <laughs> I mean, hey, look at it. Good boots. Good I mean, boots? Not, n- never goes amiss. <laughs> I, I have to say my, my shoe attire could do with a bit of a booster, if okay. I'm being honest. So good boots could be there. But I feel like I'm going to be more of a of a, of a Pluto crowd. I think I'm going to be focusing more on finances mm. wealth mm-hmm, mm-hmm. gold coins i think could be very valuable in this uh in this world of game of thrones to be honest i think uh, particularly if you're following the little finger line yeah seems like gold coins can get you farther in life than for me a sword would sadly <laughs> as much as a sword would be amazing to own i don't know how useful it would be for me unless i've got someone like uh, I, I don't know, a, a faceless son teaching me how to do it. A what? Um, <laughs> I don't think that's a, I don't think <laughs> that's a thing. I men, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, faceless son. Faceless, like son. A, a faceless man who's a member of the Sons of the Harpy. Okay. I'll yeah, work. well, you know, a mixture. A mixture. Yeah. Well, in a way, you know, they, don't, they, they wear that mask, don't they? The sons yeah, of that's the true. That's true. So are you going with gold coins? I'm going with gold coins. What are you thinking about? Yeah, Dominic? well, I was going to go with gold coins too because with that, you can basically buy all this other stuff. You have some gold coins, yeah. you can buy armor or a horse or a sword or a squire or good boots, wine, bow and arrow, brothel. I, I'm going to go with gold coins too. So we're, we're, we're like, <laughs> watch the first one be the only different one. All right, so I'm going with gold <laughs> coins. Gold coins. All right, this next all one. Right, this one. This one's for you, Dominic. Okay. Uh, Choose a non-human character <laughs> to specify from the world of Game of yes. Thrones. Otherwise, there'd be a lot to yes. choose from. Oh, so I so can't pick got... Wookie. Wookie, <laughs> Wookie is not on this list. Sadly, sadly. yeah. All right, what are we, we have White Walkers, mm. giants, mm. Manticores, which was that little insect thing at the beginning of season three we saw, which tried to attack Daenerys, saved by Barristan Selmy. Direwolf. Three-Eyed Ravens, Children of the Forest, Skeleton Whites, Dragons, or just Whites. Yeah, there's a couple on here that I'd be be intrigued by. I'm, you know, I, you know, part of me wants to go with Dragons for obvious reasons, Direwolf for obvious reasons, but I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards Children of the Forest because they're these like ancient beings 
with wise magical powers. I think that would be really interesting. I think I think you know to I don't it says choose a non-human character. It doesn't say to do what with like to learn from, to fight alongside, to live with, to kill. I don't know. I, 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 but if it's just purely out of most interest, interesting, I'm going to go with Children of the Forest. Very interesting and intriguing. That one was not on my list. Uh, dragons and direwolves were, but I, I think I'm going to be going for the White Walkers. To be Ooh. honest, Ooh. I don't know. It just says choose a non-human character. It's not specifying yeah. what purpose they will play. But I don't know. The White Walkers are equally as intriguing. We we know so little still about them. They've been a huge presence on the show in the five seasons that it's aired in. But in terms of its history, in terms of really the power that they accumulate and and what their sole purpose is, it's still relatively ambiguous. Relatively ambiguous. So, White Walkers, I've now ticked on. All right. So, I, all right. This next question is: What would you spend most of your time dealing with as a leader? Your family, your palace, your advisors, your army, your enemies, your people, your gold, your knights, or your sanity? <laughs> I, I kind of think of going for the final option. <laughs> <laughs> your sanity. My sanity as leader, having to deal with knights, people, oh, people are knights, um, enemies <laughs> are, oh, what a, again, it's not really clear, I spend most of my time dealing with as a leader, does that mean dealing with in a negative way, or dealing with as though I'd be convening a lot with these people to I think it's just suit con- my purposes? I think it's, con- I think it's that, convening a lot with these people to either sit, suit your purposes, or to, you know, just mm-hmm. work out things for the kingdom. To be honest, advisors is a no-no for me. I Ooh. couldn't trust my advisors. I'd, I'd feel like if they're Littlefinger-esque, they'd be looking to stab me in the back of the first chance they get. Um, my gold? <laughs> no, I, feel, I feel like my gold would be relatively safe. I'm going to go with with my knights. I feel like they're the most trusted in my armed militia. All right. And um, uh, even the army, I don't know how much I'd, I'd really trust. But what, what about you? What do you think? Uh, you know, you know, there's the there's the altruistic part of me that wants to say my people, but I, knowing myself, I'd probably probably be my palace. I'd probably spend way too much time making it look interesting and different and awesome. So I'm gonna go with my palace. Uh, okay, the next one is. <laughs> A very random question, but pick a British actor. <laughs> and they've only given us a limited number here. We've got nine, so oh, I'll read them nine, all out. These are nine solid choices, I have to say. They are, but there are other good British actors as well, which are not are on there? this list. Are there? I mean, let's be re- No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Look at the title. It says pick a British, not pick a... Actually, it doesn't even say that. Can you read that properly, Dominic? What? It says pick a Bristish. A Bristish? <laughs> Come on, BuzzFeed. <laughs> Who makes these quizzes? Um, <laughs> but point is, they said pick a British, not a Canadian. Anyway, pick a British actor. Here's the list. Benedict Cumberbatch. Mm. Most famously known in Sherlock Holmes, of course. Yes, yes, of course. Emma Watson. Yes. Harry Potter. Daniel Craig, James Bond. Yeah. Helen Mirren. Everything. Everything. 
Idria Elba. Idris. It, yeah, they, uh, this is Idria another. Elba. This is another typo. It's not Idria Elba. It's Idris Elba. It's an, Idris it Elba. ends with an S. It didn't sound right. Yeah, it's Idris Elba. Elba from things like uh, Luther on the BBC. Yep, Luther's and, uh, a very good show. And um, the Thor movies. He plays Heimdall. Uh, of and uh, he had a, he had a bit role on The Office, The American Office of all things, where he played a character unlike any of those other characters. And actually. I saw I was watching the American Office and I saw his name in the credits. I'm like, ooh, I wonder who he's going to play. And the episode ended. I'm like, who did he play? And then <laughs> I went back and like, wait, that's him. That's okay. Very ambiguous. Yeah. Um, the next one on the list is Emily Blunt, who's also been in a lot of films. For some reason, the first one by name, sadly, is kind of just a blank there. She has been in a lot of films. Two of them that popped into my mind. The first was that one she did with with Tom Cruise recently. Oh, I can't remember what it's called, but it was. Oh, I know what you're talking about. The Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, there's that, and then there's also. Yes, of course, she was in that film. Yeah, and there's also uh, the Devil Wears Prada. (laughs) We'll move on quickly. Yeah. Other person is this Tom Hiddleston, yeah. of course, for the Avengers, most notably known for playing Loki yeah. in those films. Kira Knightley, uh, she's been, of course, in a wide range of Pirates of the Caribbean, yeah. as well Swan. Mm. Um, she was Star also Wars? in Star Wars, yeah. of course. She was in The Phantom Menace. She was indeed, and, and Pride and Prejudice. Mm. Um, and then the final one we got on this list is Tom Hardy, yeah, who is so also been in Dark Knight Rises as Bane. Perhaps uh, uh, <laughs> he's wondering why you would shoot a man for crying about the plane. He's also in a new film coming out this year, which I don't know if you've seen a trailer for recently, where it's it's basically just Tom Hardy. <laughs> it, it, the whole film revolves around just Tom Hardy. Nice. Um, what is the, the film's called? It's gonna it's gonna bug me now. So you're gonna have, you're gonna I tell you what I'll look for this film while I ask you the <sighs> question. I want you to pick a British actor out of those. This is the toughest question on the list because like these are some of my favorite actors. <laughs> I'm going through this list. It's like well Benedict Cumberbatch for 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 Sherlock of course and then Emma Watson. I mean Hermione Granger. Harry Potter was a huge huge part of my childhood and growing up. I love those books and those movies and. Daniel Craig, he's, he's 007. 007, I'm, I'm so stoked by the new uh, Spectre trailer. And, you know, all these people on this list. All these people. I, you know, I'm going to go with Cumberbatch. I'm going to pick him. If he's, like, to star in my movie or to play me in my life story, I'm going to go with him. Well, you're going to go for the same one I was. Yeah, you have to pick a different one. <laughs> <laughs> I have to pick a different one, don't I? I'm in no, I mean now. you can you can pick whoever you want. I guess. Well, well, I found out a film that Tom I can Ray Hardy supposed to be in Legend um, as Ronnie Cray and Reggie Cray. Oh, cool! I, I will have to send you a link to that. It looks like a very good film, and it's coming out in September this year. So not long away. Um, hmm. No, I'm going to go for a different one. I'm going All to right. go for. Tom Hiddleston, actually. All right. I think I think he's a very good actor. Yeah. And um, I really enjoyed his performance as Loki. I've seen him in a, a couple of shows as well. 
I'm going to go with Tom Hiddleston. So, yeah. Why not? All right. Why not? And this is the final question now. Final in this question, <laughs> It's yeah. taken a very long time, actually, yeah. isn't it, for seven yeah. questions? Yeah. I was going to say, we might just do two quizzes this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what word would your friends use to describe you? I almost feel like we should answer this question for each other. Yeah. Right. We have to. Yeah. Because... So, okay. So smart, sassy, funny, bossy, wild gorgeous brave emotional or awesome so i'm gonna make you answer for me well, gorgeous <laughs> came to mind straight away okay good i'll take that one <laughs> wild you do like a wild night out sometimes don't you yeah oh yeah um, <laughs> so me. i oh i'm kind of looking between now on a serious note smart oh Funny and awesome are probably the, the three ones here. So I'm sure you'd be happy with any of oh, those, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> I'm um, I'm going to go with awesome because All I think right. that's kind of a combination of many good features and virtues. So you can be smart and funny if you're an awesome person. All right. But clearly, apparently, if you're a funny person, it means that you may not be a smart person. True so I'll, I'll put you... And if you're a smart person, you may not be a funny person. So yeah, I think I have to go for awesome, Dominic. Awesome. I will take that. Thank you. Now, uh, for you, I'm going to go with wild, but in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> after, after the 501st bash at Star Wars Celebration Anaheim, wild in a good way. Definitely go with that. So. Oh, you know what? I've realized I made a massive mistake here. Oh, no. <laughs> You know when I said I was going to describe you in a word? Yeah. I accidentally ticked that same one. <laughs> so apparently I've just said that I am awesome. Well, you can you can actually change it. Or can you? Or actually, remember... No, you can't. Oh, check what you, check what you put down before. All right, should I go through it again? Yeah, just quickly, down? just note, note what you put down before and then put in your, your own it. answer. All right. I'm going through it very quickly now. Okay, so, but I, while while you're doing that, while you do that, I'll, you put I'll reveal you're awesome because I, yeah. the answer comes up immediately. Yeah. So I will reveal who I got. <laughs> Apparently. So what Game of Thrones house do you belong in? Apparently, I'm Hodor. I like I don't have a house. <laughs> I'm just Hodor. Well, Hodor. <laughs> what 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 does it say in the description? It's in the description. It says. You got Hodor. Hodor, 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 Hodor. That's what I got. Well, I'm Hodor. <laughs> you just got Hodor. I've actually got a bit of a description under mine. All right, so who'd so you I'll, get? I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll read the description okay. and see if you can guess who I'm supposed to be then. So is it who you are or what house you belong in? Cause it... Yeah, well, but it, in a way, this is a, is a house. Oh, okay. I'll say that. Okay, you are feared by some, but definitely respected by all. You have been misunderstood, but there is no misunderstanding that you are not to be messed with. Anyone who crosses you is in for some very cold payback. You a Lannister? No, oh. I'm a White Walker. <laughs> You're a White Walker. <laughs> so in a in a quest in a quiz that's what that's Game what of Thrones house do you belong in? None of us are a part of a house. Yeah. You're just Hodor. And you're a white, a white walker. walker. All right. Well, that'll, that'll do. That's probably because I chose white walker for one of my answers. <laughs> Why 
a great quiz that was. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> you know, I, I I will say we will probably um we should probably just do one more quiz. But I I'm, yeah, I'm enjoying this. So we'll what we'll do is we'll do some more when we'll do another show like this where we'll just do quizzes when we uh you know at, at another point down the line. But so yeah. I what I'm going to suggest is we do the Who is your Game of Thrones soulmate? quiz yes. to wrap it up I like that so that, that we're gonna go with that one oh. so are you are you ready for the first question my friend <laughs> oh, gosh. oh dear. i've just seen it yeah go on then <laughs> so it says how much wine are you drinking a lot all of the wine do you have something stronger i don't drink it's a good wine right a glass i'll pass thanks hodor or enough for a healthy buzz Enough for a healthy buzz. That sounds that sounds nice, but it's not applicable to me. No, not yeah, it's not accurate. <laughs> um, oh, you know what the first answer was? A lot. No, all of the wine. Do you have something stronger? You're gonna go with that. <laughs> yes, <All laughs> I'm right. gonna put that down. Do oh, you have God. something stronger? All right. And, All uh, about you, Dominic. Well, I will follow through based on the last quiz and go with Hodor. <laughs> All right. Very nice. Very I nice. see there's connections between quizzes now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, here we go. Again, it, it's like one of these other questions where it says choose a non-human character. It didn't say what the purpose of this is. But what we've got here is that you have to pick a dead character, Dominic. Yeah. And there, there are a lot here. I'll, I'll read out the list and then I'll offer my interpretation of what I would say with the dead character, but I'll, okay. I'll let you interpret it however way you want. So here are the characters. Oberyn, Joffrey, Tywin, Egret, The Hound, Renly Baratheon, Rob Stark, Khal Drogo, and Ned Stark. Right. Interestingly enough, Jon Snow's not on this list. Not on this list, um, although I think this may be an older quiz. <laughs> yeah. Well, season four, by the look of it. Yeah. At least. Um... Uh, the way I'm thinking of it is I think of a dead character I'd like to bring back. Like to bring back. I, I, okay. Yeah. Well, how, how would you say that? So, you know, in a way, kind of picking a likable character that you think, oh, it'd be quite good to bring back. Or you can just pick a dead character at random. Yeah. Mm. That's, I that's want to bring I back. Would, because I had an answer ready. If it was just, you know, pick a pick your favorite dead character, I was going to go with Egret. But if it's a character you want to bring back... Yeah, I we're mean, off our own slant on this because the yeah. quiz is too ambiguous. Too ambiguous. Well, if it's character we want to bring back, then I, I mean, you got to go with Ned Stark, don't you? I mean, I mean, who would you go with? I mean, that that's if it's who you who we're bringing back. I'm going with Ned. I'm not going with Ned. Oh, I think I know who you're going with. <laughs> Actually, one or the other. I have two options. Joffrey ahead, or the Hound. Joffrey or the Hound, obviously. No, Tywin or Oberyn. No. No? Oh, who is it? Who is it? I'm going to go with Renly Baratheon. Oh, all right. All right. Renly. I, 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 feel like, I feel like he has the makings of a good king. And yeah, and he kind of got the short end of the stick when he died. Yeah. yeah. I feel like all of these other ones, their death was quite profound. Um, in terms of the legacy of Renly Baratheon's death, we see that it lasts into season five. But I just remember watching that episode and it was like, oh, together, me and Rob Stark, we'll make a grand alliance. And then boom, he was gone. And he was dead. 
it was ugh, poor Randy Baratheon. So I'm gonna let him come back and be resurrected. I feel like his comeuppance was too was too too um what's the word I'm looking for? It was too short really. Alright. Fair um, enough. So you've gone for Ned Stark. Ned Stark, yes. Yeah. Ned Stark. Alright. Uh, this next question is how do you say Hodor? So is it Hodor, like a question? You just just have a sip of wine instead. Hodor, normally. Hodor, kind of like a in italics. Hodor, H O E door with a question mark. Hodor, so H O dot D O R dot. Hodor, kind of with a question mark and an exclamation point. Hodor, with multiple R's at the end. And I don't even know this last one. Just kind of two squiggly lines on either side. <laughs> Well, I've got my answer already. All right. Sips wine. Sips wine. <laughs> Dominic, what are you thinking? Of? I'm going to go with the like with the question mark and the exclamation point. Mark and the exclamation. Cool. This next one's kind of the same thing, kind of the same way. Well, this one's quite hard yeah. to really describe because well, the top the topic it says pick a George R R Martin. Again, to do what with <laughs> Yeah, for what purpose? Who knows? Yeah, but it says pick a George R R Martin, and they're just pictures of George R R Martin. Yeah, some of them in very similar environments. I mean, yeah, two of three of them, I think, have got Comic Con in the background. Yeah, <laughs> so it's not as though these are really a wide range of choices here. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so in, in describing this. It, well, I guess the more the best way we can describe it is by the artists or the photographers. Well, okay, here, 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 I'll, ones I'll, very I'll, I'll, I'll give it a go. So the first one is him just kind of standing there. Second one is him sitting on a panel at Comic Con, uh, where he's just got the microphone in front of him. He's kind of just sitting there with a normal expression on his face. Next one is again him just kind of smiling. He looks to be outside. Next one he's waving at Comic Con. Third one he appears to be in like the writers' room for Game of Thrones. Fourth one, he's, again, at Comic-Con, but he's holding his suspenders. Uh, fourth one, he's in a picture at, like, some award show, and, and there's somebody in a bow tie that we can't quite see who it is. Another one is him on the red carpet, and finally, him in the Iron Throne. So, I, I mean, I, I'm going to go just with the one where he's, like, clutching his suspenders, because you can see uh, John Bradley and... Uh, Rose Leslie in the background. So I'm oh, so it's not even one. for the photos. <laughs> but those there. are but those are pretty some pretty sweet suspenders. I gotta say, they're like they're like shiny blue. Well, for me, it's gonna have to be him sitting on the Iron Throne. Fair enough. That's the one. That's the one that sums up, in a way, what's desired most in this series is, it's I guess symbolic of what George R. R. Martin now represents in our modern culture: the Iron Throne. The Iron. So let's Throne. put that one in. All right. Right. Your yeah, turn. Yeah, the next oh one. Oh, my goodness me. Pick a I've weapon. I've just seen this question. As now. described by an emoji. So there's my looks, where you have, a, like, the lipstick stain. My attitude, which is just like a face emoji. Poison, which is a pill. Dragons, which is a, well, a dragon. A knife. Money. Brute strength. A dire wolf. Or brains, which is uh, just with the, where you see a graduation cap. Pick a weapon. Pick a weapon. Like, pick which 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 emoji do you like the best? We're gonna go with that. Oh, is that how we're getting? Okay. Yeah. 
Well, if that's the case, it's going to be money. I quite money. like the little <laughs> angel wings that go on the money, on the money yeah. as well. <laughs> that's a good floating. Good, good choice. I'm going to go with the the dragon because that looks like a like a fun yeah, dragon. Nice. A dragon. Very All right. nice. All right. Oh, here we go. This will be a good one. Uh, very applicable to the, uh, the interview earlier when uh, they were talking about who in the panel at Comic Con who was the favorite fan, and Obama was talking about his favorite episode yeah. being the Red Wedding. Yeah. So he really liked that, but I want to know how you feel about weddings, Dominic. <laughs> right. So that's what the question is. How do you feel about weddings? Here's the list of answers. Open bar, question mark. Count me in. Solid. Meh. Meh. Second one, meh. Number three, they're fine. Mm. Four, I love getting married. <laughs> I'm going to go with that one. <laughs> Five, takes a big sip of wine. Mm. Six, eh, not for me. Not for me. <laughs> Seven, Odor. Odor. Eight, no, no, no. Mm. And number nine, I've never been. Never oh, been. I'm sad. <sighs> I, I'm, I'm torn between going with Hodor again and just a simple, <laughs> they're fine. So, you know, I've, I've already done the Hodor thing once. So I'm, it makes sense to do it again. Hodor. I'm going with Hodor. You know what? I was so tempted to also do the similar thing to you and say, take a big sip of wine. <laughs> Well, I'm going to have to go for the first option. Oh. Open bar, count me in. <laughs> all right, and finally, our final question here is: uh, finish this. Finish this saying: All men must lie, buy, cry, pie, fry, fly, Hodor, die, buy. Well, it, we could just be, you know, loyalists to the mm-hmm. Game of Thrones material and say, no, we have to choose the the answer which is right which of course is die mm-hmm. but that's a bit boring so maybe we'll we'll just choose one which we perhaps think is funny yeah so all men must i'll throw it to you first dominic as if there was any doubt hodor <laughs> okay i tell you what we'll probably click at the same time then if you have don't yeah, click yet right. because it'll come up okay. together based on a previous experience so i'm gonna go all men must pie. I'm so tempted to say pie. Yes. You know, I'm just going to go. It makes no sense, but pie was what I would have said. So, are you ready? We're yeah. both going to click. All right, All right three, three, two, one. one. Click. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Should I go first? Yeah, go first. <laughs> All right. Um, I'll I'll read the description. Um. You may be beautiful on the outside, but you're also cunning and cutthroat and will do anything to get ahead. So you're okay. You would make a dangerous and fabulous not to mention perfect pair. Oh, oh. Uh, oh, we'll go with Cersei? No, oh. I've got I've got Marjorie, Marjorie Tyrell. Oh, solid. Oh, that's a good one. I like I'll take yeah. Marjorie. Yeah, that's good. And so she's my soulmate. Oh, yeah, she's your you soulmate. Know, for a minute, I was thinking, hang on a minute, she's no, she's my soulmate. That's she's a soulmate, yeah. Winning. So Dominic, so you really, you. so you really are Tom. Tom. <laughs> yeah, I am. Why not? Oh well, at least I found out I'm not Joffrey. Then. Yes, that's good. That's good. So I'll, I'll read you the description for mine. And I'll see if you can guess who it is. Yeah, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Here we go. 
Hodor? Hodor. <laughs> it's genuinely Hodor, isn't it? It's Hodor. <laughs> so you are Hodor. I'm, I'm, but you also I'm Hodor. Is Hodor. It makes so much sense, doesn't it? <laughs> Basically, that's even worse because that means that you've got a soulmate, it's just yourself. <laughs> I'm, I'm really self-absorbed, is what this is saying. Yeah. The egotistical Hodor, who would afford it? Yeah, what the hell? These quizzes make no sense. <laughs> All right, so hopefully you enjoyed, you enjoyed that. Let us know what you thought of, uh, of our little game here. I, 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 we had fun with this. Uh, and uh, you know what? If you guys liked it too, we'll probably do it again in the not-too-distant future. Uh, but thank you, everybody, for tuning in this week to hear about Comic-Con and for participating in this experiment. Hope you had some fun, perhaps, playing along at home. Maybe you can let us know who your Game of Thrones soulmate is and what Game of Thrones house you belong to, if you even belong to a house. So that uh, let us know. You can do so uh, by liking our Facebook page. Just search for The Watchers of Westeros on Facebook uh, and just comment there. Uh, you can tweet us. You can tweet the show at Watcher Westeros. That's Watcher is is singular. It's not plural, uh, and that is because of Twitter's stupid restrictions on the length of your handle. You can tweet me personally at Dominic J twenty five, and you can tweet Kieran at C Duggan six. And again, let us know what you thought of the game because uh, I thought it was fun. I had a good time with it, and hopefully we'll we'll do it again. Uh, but it'll be a little bit a little while before we we, uh, we we reconvene to talk some Game of Thrones. We're going to be taking the month of August off. We're going to go on hiatus and be back in full swing in September. And uh, when will we come back in September? Our first show will be uh, we'll be picking up where we left off with our rewatch of the show. We're going to go through season seasons three and four, and hey, maybe we'll do five as well. And we've got some other thing other fun things in store when that comes along perhaps perhaps a whole show of just filling out game of thrones quizzes because that was pretty fun hopefully hopefully you guys liked it so again thank you every- yeah yeah thank you again thank you everybody for listening kieran thanks so much for uh thanks so much for uh listening to all of my comic-con stories even if even though you weren't there <laughs> and uh hopefully uh hopefully you can make it down to a san diego comic-con in a few you know in the not too distant future because it is i think you would absolutely adore it uh anything you want to plug at the end of the show here I have no more apart from to ask you no longer to throw it in my face that I can turn up to San Diego <laughs> Comic Con and see how it is now. Yeah, true friends we are. Although <laughs> I will have to, I will share this with the listeners. Um, Dominic sent me a message during Comic Con, which I only uh, during the time I was looking for jobs, and there was a poster um, which advertised job vacancies <laughs> and the role had principally entailed attending nightclubs and bars it was what to it see was, how drunk you get what it was it was a clinic for people that drank too much to participate in a study <laughs> and it was on the uh, san diego transit system and we saw it and we just uh, we had to send it to you well i have to say that i accept the job offer <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. What do you have to plug, Mr. Yes, Dominic Jones? Yes, of course, I want to tell you about my other podcast, the Star Wars Underworld Podcast, recorded 
uh, each and every week, live on Thursday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern on channel 1138.com, and then released on iTunes the following day on the Friday. Uh, every week we're talking Star Wars. You can hear all kinds of great uh, Comic-Con stories, including, let's see, the time went on a 45-minute search for a, t- for a free T-shirt. Uh, the time we went on a two-hour march to find chairs. There was a lot of walking around. Um, that was the, and that was all in one day, the day I got sunstroke. It was great fun. Uh, but no, lots of fun things that happened at Comic-Con. You can hear all about that on, on those shows. Lots of stories we didn't tell on this, on this, uh, on this show because they're Star Wars related and not Game of Thrones related. Um, so you definitely want to check that out. And plus we're breaking down all the latest Star Wars news and there's so much going on with The Force Awakens, Rogue One, Star Wars Rebels and everything else, uh, that's, that's happening. So you definitely want to check that out. The place to do that is iTunes or StarWarsUnderworld.com. That's also where you can keep up on all the latest breaking Star Wars news. Uh, speaking of iTunes, you can subscribe to this show on iTunes. And if you have the time, we would greatly appreciate it if you could leave us a review, preferably a four or five star review. Uh, so just head over to iTunes and, and do that uh, if you have the time and if you like the show. You can also email the show, watchersofwesteros at gmail.com. Let us know what you thought of the Comic-Con panel of Season 5 or of this little game that we played or your results in these quizzes. So that is it for us here for this week. Like I said, we'll be back in September and we'll have lots of fun when we do that. So for the Watchers of Westeros, I'm Hodor. And I'm Tommen. <laughs> I knew I wasn't expecting that one. I thought you were going to go with the White Walker. <laughs> Tommen. We'll see you next. We'll see you in September, guys. <laughs>